Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Woman Get In Podcast. I am Miley. And I am Mandy. And we're so excited that you're back with us this week or joining us for the first time. Yes, welcome if you're new. And welcome back if you're not new. <laughs> Love to see you. I mean, here or yeah, All of have above. you, whatever it is. Yes. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. How are you doing, Mandy? I can't wait to hear updates, but how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. You're in really good spirits today. Yeah, today I feel like I am, if I'm not 100%, I mean, I'm not because I'm still coughing up a storm. When mm-hmm. I get excited, I talk loud and fast. And when I talk loud and fast, I start coughing. Yeah. So this coughing thing is helping me slow down and helping me not get so excited. But I'm getting like my energy back. I'm more productive at work. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I can tell. I mean, I saw you two days ago and you were good I mean yeah. compared to the last few weeks of my experience oh, yeah. tell me about the last few weeks of my experience with you it's been like you know you you're you're doing okay considering yeah. but Sunday you know I could tell you were getting a little bit better and like you hung out and you were eating food at the birthday and you sang at the yeah. ball game mm-hmm. yeah so I think Sunday was a turnaround point I've had actually a couple sung out some of the evil maybe some of it so. flew right out of you I hope so because I especially the last week or so I've I've been more down than usual Mm -hmm. Uh, there's been some personal struggles more than the usual Mm -hmm. that have affected my confidence level and my uh, motivation levels all in all I'm trying to be myself and be proud of it of who I am good and I think that helps a lot I think when you don't feel good about yourself, it can affect a lot of things in your whole life. So I think Sunday was a good turnaround. Uh, I also have a friend in neuro ICU right now. And I Mm. think that whole experience has really kicked me back to reality to a much more grateful state of mind as opposed to a state of feeling sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful right now. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. I'm sorry about your friend. Thank Any you. updates? Um, brain is swollen. Ugh. The scans of the brain show severe injury. Her lumbar area is severed. So if her brain can recover and she does wake up, she'll be a paraplegic. Her brain won't stop seizing. Mm. So we're not sure what we're going to do, but it doesn't look promising. So the doctors and the family will be making a decision in the next 24 hours. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Yeah. That's awful. It's really sad. Be safe out there driving. Yes, please, everyone. she just got in the way of, or she was just in the way of somebody who was reckless. Yeah. And there's just... unfortunate. So so much that could be prevented. Pay attention. Be mindful. You're driving a deadly weapon. Yeah. I think so many people don't... Exactly. ...consider that when they get in the car to go somewhere. You are in this big hunk of Mm -hmm. metal and plastic and glass and... It is a deadly weapon. Just it can be, yeah. Calm the fuck down. Please. Yeah, so... If I could have just a big bumper sticker, <laughs> my horn could say, calm the fuck down. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm going to, you know, you almost want to have that sticker that's on the back of school buses and other vans that say, like, stay six feet back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the big problem, too. A lot of, 
I mean, this accident was a rear end accident because the car behind her was not in control. So mm. when, you know, again, during rush hour, when people are stopping and going, stopping, stopping going, stopping. Yeah. yeah, the person behind her could not control the vehicle enough to stop because but he was going not paying attention. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. I, it was just so sad. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Um, But the weekend was good. Yeah. It was nice to sing again. Yes. Uh, I was. I have to send you the video. Time. I have the video oh, on my phone. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I forgot about that. But <laughs> I'll yeah. I'll put it up. It was nice to sing again. I forgot how happy it makes me, me, like just makes me when I sing. It was so cute. So I took the new new. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is the biggest update. Like it's not about me singing. It's not about me getting better from my three weeks of viral bronchitis. But this, this is, uh, we have a new new. <laughs> Is that what we're calling him? A new, new, a new, 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 just a newbie, a yeah, newbie. Yeah, uh, whatever. And we, we have were, a nickname for him we or a couple. We yeah. were workshopping a nickname for him in front of <laughs> in front of him. And he's like, I'm sitting right here. I know. I and like, then he was like, do I get a say in this? I'm like, no. <laughs> that is the third time he has asked that question. <laughs> he asked me and I went, that's not how nicknames work. No. And then apparently he talked to a friend about it. And his friend was like, do you get to pick? <laughs> he was like no they won't let me and then we brought this up at the party on sunday and shereen goes you don't get to pick (laughs) so it's like just constantly shut down by everybody i was like men and their egos are like can i pick my own nickname like no No. bro don't even ask yeah (laughs) why are you even asking just sit there and wait it's like a term of endearment it has to be bestowed upon you yes i like that i like that yes yes Mm -hmm. right so what are our potential names for mr (laughs) nunu it's either la L.A. because he's from L.A. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Or tamale guy. (laughs) Why? Because he comes from a family that has a tamale business. Yes. So why don't we throw this on Instagram and see what people think? That's a good question. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let our fans help us decide. I'm debating. I'm not going to put a picture of him up. No, we can't do that. It feels a little invasive, but... I mean, we could put up the picture of us at the baseball game, but put something over Mm. his face. Yes. Like a tamale. tamale. (laughs) We're ridiculous. Oh man, that would be funny. Just a little taco emoji right over his face. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I think there actually is a tamale. There better be emoji now. I hope so. So, Okay, so so tell me about. I took him and we sit down in the seats. Like we said hello to you real quick, and Mm -hmm. then you know you were finding your way to the field, and we sat down. And I double checked with the people that were sitting right in the row behind us. I was like, this is this section, right? And they said, yeah, 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 this is this section. I was like, great. And we sit down and I forget what happened. I was doing something and I said, somehow I told them that they said something about you. And oh. I said, oh, she'll be sitting with us. And they were like, oh my gosh, how exciting. So anyways, you saying you perform. It's amazing. It sounds great. The one guy behind us, like they're all snowbirds from Ohio. Mm-hmm. So the one guy behind us, like after we sit down, like two seconds later, he goes, I got chills. <laughs> And I go, and so I turn around and I go from the singing or because it's cold. (laughs) Yeah, because it's cold and windy. Not warm this weekend. Like on Sunday, it was raining before we got there. And he goes from the singing. (laughs) And he was like, that was amazing. Like the level of talent that you have that you bring to like a spring training game (laughs) is ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was really nervous about that day too because I was so afraid I was going to cough. Yeah. My plan was I'm going to cough I'm going to cough really big and loud right before I go so I can get it out of the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you had a mug of tea with you. <laughs> yeah. I was like holding Double it tea. and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but you did great. I, I, I heard little bits of like hoarseness. I was like, oh, I can hear. Like I could hear when you were like hitting some of those big, big notes. I was like, yeah. oh, careful. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then there were notes where I was like, I can't hold it out as long as I usually do. I'm going to have to cut it short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you did great. I mean, Thank no you. one else noticed. Like only because I've heard you sing the song like 83 times. <laughs> do I notice anything? And like, it's funny because every time I see you sing it, I'm like, oh, that was like, that was a new <laughs> <No>. version. <laughs> It's like stupid how much I love you. Thank you. I mean, like, is it me or did you change something here? I was like, if it felt a little different right here or a little like a different pitch. And and like, were... oh, I feel so seen. You know, you know me. It's... You see me. I was like, this is so weird. Why do I know this? Uh, but yeah, we had a great time. Everybody loved your singing. You. We had fun. We yeah, sat it was great for a little while. T- chatting with you. And did he ever end up going to the what the dugout, the place with the baseball players it's to a get bullpen? Ah, uh, got you. Uh-huh. Uh, no, <laughs> darn. No. We uh, wandered around for only a couple of minutes. Okay, checked out some memorabilia tables, and then we bounced. Oh, okay. Yeah, we stood around and uh, enjoyed some sunshine for a couple of minutes. Had a like a moment of public, you know, PDA. In the middle of the ball, wherever, out there, somewhere in one of the, I don't know, whatever the fuck you call it. And then we went to the party where we met you again that day. Again, (laughs) yeah. Like, see you later. Okay, bye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that was a good party. It was for Tim's birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the new guy that I referenced last week, this is the same guy. Yes. In case anybody hasn't been listening or maybe has been listening. So this is the same guy from last week that I talked about having a second and third date lined up. Mm -hmm. So he's still in the game. The, no, they yeah. haven't pulled him from the field yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, we spent about 30 hours together. Yeah, because uh, in the it was last like 13 week. hours on Saturday. No, that was Sunday. Yeah, 13 hours on from Sunday. From start to finish that day, yeah. yeah. And then we just... Holy I mean, moly. Yeah. Aw, that makes me so happy. Tell me more. Tell me everything. <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about it after Sunday and I was like, did we just spend like 30 hours together this week? That's a part-time job. That is true. I was like, but it's like, it's like a job that doesn't suck and where your it's boss rewarding is, and you don't have to get paid for it because you don't, it's like, you know. Yeah. yeah like your boss doesn't suck or lie mm-hmm. to you or hire other people to do your job. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We had, you know, we had a good week. I'm Meals, so coffee, brunches. That. We walked the freaking farmer's market together on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I feel like it's too much to even talk about right now. Ah, uh, okay. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, like I thought I would have to find or date. I thought I would have to be going through, you know, what it's a numbers game. It dating. is. Like, I it for is. sure thought I would be out here dating like 15, 20 people. I was looking like, forward to talking to you more because I was getting ready to jump back onto my hinge just so that we would have something to t- chat about. And I was like, OK, she's in the dating game. Maybe I will jump back in and kind of see. And yeah, I mean, I definitely expected to have to like play around yeah. in the shores a bit more. I mean, I'm not making any huge declarations no. here. Obviously, we've hung out but for a week. That, yeah. But it's going really really well i'm glad to hear it that makes me happy yeah he's checking a lot of my boxes oh good i'm not everyone's cup of tea but like i fully expected to have to date like a bunch of people Mm -hmm. like a bunch of people or and at least talk to like tons of people to filter out all the crap and blah 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 but like whatever i'm like i'm not everyone's cup of tea they're not my cup of tea like how is this possible how is it happening so fast like how do i find a cup of tea i don't even know if he drinks tea but if he does i'm that tea (laughs) I I like it. I don't have a clue. I'm excited to see how this unfolds. Oh, I think. Did he mention something about the dive bar? 
that we were supposed to talk about. He was like taking me somewhere. Oh, yeah. He was taking me somewhere over the weekend and he didn't tell me where we were up to. Like I kind of picked the first stop and then he planned something else for the rest of the night. And we're driving and he asks me, have you ever been to such and such bar? And I said, I kind of hesitated and I was like, no, I don't think so. It's hard because I hear a lot of names of bars and like, you know, you know, a lot of people who do things all around town, like my friends do pop ups and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think so. Maybe I've heard of it, but I don't think I've been there. So then we're driving and all of a sudden we turn around this bend and I go, wait a minute. Is that that shitty little dive bar? (laughs) Is that the shitty little dive bar right here up the street? And he was like, that shitty little dive bar. (laughs) Just go, yeah, well, I mean... (laughs) I del- so this is a place I was like I have been here mm-hmm. I delivered a wedding cake there oh last year October-ish oh. and I only remember that because it had there was like a skeleton on oh. the cake so anyways I was like I delivered a wedding here last year that's the <laughs> only reason I know this place and I saw it in the full light of day and I am absolutely positive you are not supposed to see this bar in the full light oh, of day <laughs> It is it is the saddest, most terrifying. Like like you should only see it when it's dark outside and the lights are really uh. dim because it's it's I mean, just imagine the saddest, smallest dive bar where the people at the bar just look like life has handed them. Are you them. talking ab- mm. about the bar that I karaoke at? No. Oh, okay. Does it, does it feel the same? No. No, no this no. was out on the Okay, other side I of wasn't Phoenix. sure because I know that him and I and you had talked about the bar yeah. that I karaoke at on Tuesday night. No, no, no. This was out on the other side. Um, but yeah, yeah. I okay, like, I was like, I was like it, it is just... kind of dark and you know, but I mean, I love the I love it. But when we got there, it was dark. Ah, I see. And okay. you know, normal barish inside. Got it. it felt yeah. like a dive bar. It felt like mm. coach house or something mm-hmm. else, you know. So it felt normal. But I was like, you're just not supposed to see this place in the daylight. It's not cool. <laughs> it's not good. There's no DJ. Like there was a DJ playing. There was 80s music on all night. It was perfect. I made a friend in the bathroom at oh, one point. Okay. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. But yeah, that was the shitty little dive bar story. I think, oh, I, I don't okay. know if he took that personally, but I mean, we hung out there for a while. Oh, so there you go. So clearly wasn't an attack on him. It was just the, my experience the first time yeah. I had seen this place. And the, you know, it's not about the place. It's about the, the good company that you have. So there oh you go. Oh my God. There was a drunk old lady. Oh, okay. She <laughs> fell. <laughs> oh, Oh my god. Oh, that doesn't sound good. The first time she got up, she was at the table Uh next to us. I mean, like, she probably was 60, 65. At a dive bar at that time of night? There were a few people, yeah. okay. It was a real mixed crowd. Like, (laughs) like, the way she was barely able to stand up and then she would grab onto the patio heater to try to brace herself. I was like, that will not hold you. (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna burn the patio oh, down okay and then at one point she got up and started moving i think they were leaving and she tripped over the oh. pavers like the oh, patio no. pavers that are out there uh-huh. i mean oh my god i was like she is so gonna feel that tomorrow i mean she just went down like a Yikes. bag of rocks like oh <sighs> terrible i was like this is giving me anxiety Aww. i'm so glad she's gone because she was terrifying to have there i was like this just brings back too many memories memories of like adults in my family who can't keep their shit together and drink way too much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah. I was like, I can't watch. I can't watch. This is upsetting. But it was a fun time. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I got to make out with somebody new this weekend. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. When are you going to make out with somebody new? 
Not sure yet. Are you taking applications? I have been. Okay. And the, I mean, there's been. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, Nothing you're talking about on the podcast. No. The fuck? I'm so sorry about that. I I don't mean to be so private about it. Why? They're not <laughs> listening. I know they're not listening. <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not talking about my smooches, my Especially smooch if it's sessions. one and done. Yeah, maybe. I guess. I don't know. Spill the tea, lady. <sighs> don't don't leave me over here like I'm the only one out here. Well, because like, I'm not pursuing. I'm not actively doing. Who cares? No one listening to this podcast is pursuing <laughs> you either. We got a lot of people listening. <laughs> yeah, but they're not trying you to have date great you. great fans. <laughs> None of them are trying to bang you. Maybe. I'm just kidding. Wait. If you guys are trying to bang Miley, <laughs> send us a DM. <laughs> I manage the Insta, so <laughs> I will see it. Oh, my goodness. You probably know what her ideal first date is because I spilled yes. the beans on that last week. Oh, no. I spilled the beans on that in this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? yeah. I think so. I yeah, think it's it was in this, this episode. episode. So keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> it gets better. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, No one that I'm regularly smooching, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was someone last week that oh. he spent time talking to me about how he sees a lot of potential and has really strong feelings for me. He sees a lot of potential in you, you know, or in, in the like two in the two of us. To be, yeah. Okay. He expressed to me that, you know, he's like, hey, let's like, can we talk? And he said, like, I wanted to kind of ask you about some clarity between the two of us mm-hmm. and where we stand, because I, I think of you often and we've known each other for a long time and I really care about you and I care about you a lot more than just a friend. Do I know this person? Yes, you okay. do. Okay. And, uh, and, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> he was like, I think that we have a lot of potential to be together uh, as more than friends. Mm-hmm. And you are, he goes, you are a gem. I mean, you I would are... have to agree with everything he's saying right now. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a real sweet. He's actually a really nice guy. He's amazing. I know this guy. He drove me yeah. home from one of the events. Oh, years ago oh i didn't know that yeah yeah Yeah, he's he's generous he's kind he's smart he's funny he's thoughtful we get successful totally we've been hanging out a lot together just because we've been close friends and now he lives down the street from me he he knows the kind of life i live and he's very accepting of it and he actually will go out of his way to figure out ways to help me he's always asking like how can i help exactly at like that is my number one love language like what can I do to help make you know, make your life easier? What can I help take off of your plate? How can I like what can I do to make you feel less like stressed? How to make you feel better? Like we're um, gonna have to talk more about this offline. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he made me dinner, and he wouldn't let me set the table or do anything. He just said, "Just sit there." Just sit there and talk to me about your day. I will handle everything else. He didn't let me clean up the table. He didn't let me do the dishes. He didn't let me do anything. Molly, if it doesn't work out with Tamale guy, I'll take this guy. I well, mean, he's really not my type. So no, you know I'm teasing. So but like. No, of course. And that's the thing. Like he actually checks off almost like I would say like 95% of my boxes. I know the one box. But the one does. box that I do not check on his list. Oh, tell. Do tell. He's religious. Oh. And he is... He's he he I didn't see that coming. <laughs> he loves <Okay>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I laugh not because it's funny like in that way. I just laugh because you and I know. You and I yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know and if people follow the podcast, they know that my brother loves jesus christ yes. and my brother and i have in-depth conversations about jesus christ and we play how christian am i because <laughs> and 
<laughs> I almost spit water out my nose. <laughs> Have I ever told you that? No. No, I never told you that. Yeah. So I think it's like a zero every game. Well, no, actually, <laughs> I, I score stuff? really high on how just Jesus... you know some stuff. No, it's not about knowledge. It's about how I live my life. Oh, OK. And how I live my See, life. This is my argument. Like you don't have to commit to a specific yeah. religion like to have faith exactly and be a good person i know so many religious people who claim that religion go every week this and that and the prayers and blah 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 and they are assholes exactly that is my like and i think that is subconsciously or whatever the word is like in my mind i cannot think it doesn't make sense to me that if you are someone who commits to a religion reads any textbooks from that religion and goes to a facility, an entity, a building on a consistent basis makes you a good person. I live my life, the way I act, the way I behave, the way I carry myself, the way I talk revolves around the morals and the values that I think make you a good, true human being. I mean, you are on this earth. a Disney princess. <laughs> That in itself is a, its own religion. Yes. Uh, I, I would try explaining this to my brother and him. And for my brother, you know, he, he really wants to make sure I get into heaven. And he, you know, so we play like the whole how Christian am I? So we talk about the morals I have and the values I have. And a lot of them align with Christianity. But I think a lot of my morals and values align with a lot of different religions because for the most part, religion is about having like these morals and yes. values and the if you look is at all the, the religions, the through line yeah, is pretty similar. Yeah. They're very similar. Yeah. So I test really well on on that. Um, <laughs> you could probably do how Buddhist are you? Yeah, and, it's and like, I would still bam exactly, mm-hmm. and and that's what it is. Like and and so this so person you don't had check asked that me box for him. Yeah, he wants. Is it a deal breaker? It is a deal breaker for him. Oh, so I sorry, I, I expressed that to him because a few years ago we did go out on a date and yeah. he asked me the same question, but not as direct as he did this time around. Mm-hmm. He was I knew he was interested, and I, I don't know if you really like Jesus. Uh, <laughs> maybe you would be a little more accepting. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think if you if you're practicing like a really strong religion, I don't know. That's like, why I was like, we should really if we can spend time talking about this because yeah. I think that conversation really it it spun me into this spiral for a couple of days about my worth mm-hmm. because in his eyes, you were I, worth less exactly. Ugh. And uh, I and don't like it. I, I was don't like, like it. I'm out. <laughs> and yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and. Yeah, that's where we ended it. But I we're was friends in with the dinner, and, and now I'm out. <laughs> it was real quick. Out. But that's the thing. I also understand, like him, my brother. People, yeah. That is what you like. That is yes. what you need and what you want, and that's how you fill your cup. Yes, do it. So I just, I'm not your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And I said that I was like, I realized years ago the reason why I never pursued, never showed interest, never went further than the one date that we had. I never took it any further because I knew that in the end, this is what you needed and what you wanted. And maybe yeah. you couldn't hear it or see it then. And now you can. And he's like, you're right. Like, I am now mature enough years later. He's like, I'm now mature enough to have this conversation with you to hear you reject me. And I was like, I'm not rejecting you. It's just it's I know I'm not your, your person. values yeah. are in line. Exactly. And I was like, I just know that I'm not your person. Yeah. Like, I know that the one deal breaker you have, the biggest deal breaker you have is something that I, I am break. Like, I, I, I'm, I don't, I can't. That you don't feel yeah. in your soul. Exactly. And and then, you know, I was just like, I, I mean, I could totally pretend. I could be the this this Christian wife for you and teach your children Christian values. But in, in my heart, I don't, I don't think that that would be 
true, you know. And, you would hate yourself. Yeah. And so I was just like, I, I can't. I just can't be And that's your nothing person. against Jesus and all no, the Christianity no, no, and exactly. all the blah, blah, even though I am pretty anti-Christianity. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, you love Jesus and I can't love him the way you love him. I saw a, a screenshot. So, you know, we've been, you know, we, we, we were both on Hinge and... I've been saving lots of juicy things. That <laughs> yes, we need to come out with that episode too. And there was a really good one on Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I gotta find it. Okay. There was one that was like, oh my gosh, this one was a rad. Something that's non-negotiable for me. One of the prompts on mm -hmm. Hinge. Liberals, vaccinated people, and those who use pronouns. Oh, we won't get along. Oh my I was like, gosh. Don't ever use a pronoun. How do you go through life without using a pronoun? <laughs> fuck there there is one that's like loves jesus and i it's somewhere in my phone we're we're gonna do a whole episode on this because yes. that shit was funny mm -hmm. anyways that's, maybe that's the episode we talk about yeah because that's the thing yeah. too like i think i left that conversation really proud of myself for being true to myself and not compromising who i was and not being not abandoning yourself yeah and um and not like because for a lot of years i was really afraid to ever tell people like if I have a religion or what kind of religion or how I practice my life. Cause he even asked me like, so if you're not Christian, what is your purpose here on earth? Like, how do you think about that? Like, what's your mindset? How do you think about all that? And I would, I think I was able to articulate myself to the best of my ability, but I also am someone who is like, I don't have to justify, you know, myself, but I, I think uh, it shook me up a little bit for a few days because again, it just kind of, made me think a little bit more about my worth and mm -hmm. who I am and what I stand for, who I'm looking for, who, who, who would want me as a partner, you know, like things uh, like, like that. Like a million people. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, I that's mean, part of, it makes me question. I saw how many likes you have on your dating profile right now. Cause you sent me a <laughs> screenshot recently. I also showed it to Tamale guy. And because I was laughing because oh it was like a reason. So you sent us pictures on Sunday. Yeah. You sent me pictures and I was showing him the photos. Oh, and it was the like at the bottom, you know, your phone shows like the most recent <laughs> photos in that thread. And the one oh. right before it was that was a profile named Chocolate Ecstasy. Exactly. I could not help but send that to you because I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I have to open this because it's awkward to just sit here and try to pretend like it's not yeah. right there. <laughs> so I opened yeah. it and he's looking. I'm like. Like, this is the shit we deal with by the way we send each other things from him and um i said and then he saw at the bottom of the thing it said like you had 50 plus like yeah. things sitting in your queue he's like 50 plus oh my god i'm like well yeah, if you're I a girl don't. and you don't check it for yeah. more than like 10 days yeah. or you know that's what you're looking at and i haven't checked it in like i i just happened to check it because you were back on hinge <laughs> i haven't really checked it in a few weeks yeah probably a month or so because I just well, haven't been interested checking it again yeah but I ran across like chocolate ecstasy and I just could not help myself I was like Mandy you gotta see this so good I'm so glad please keep sending them my way yeah I got I got a screenshot of a guy I think he sent me a like I don't because I I don't scroll through profiles at all so I think that obviously this guy sent me something it was he had a picture in the dental chair with the oh bib on gosh. and everything it was a selfie and he looks so sad and the caption he wrote on the photo was not my happy place Aww. and I was like mm, well, you're probably yeah. not my people no no not my people either I come from the dental world <laughs> half my friends are dentists <laughs> like, oh my 
it up. You don't like going to the dentist. Yeah. We might not get along. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. all for healthy Thank mouth. You. Yes, please. I want to yeah. kiss a clean mouth, please. Exactly. I want to kiss a mouth that isn't missing teeth or have infection or bleeding gums or I mean, cavities. Just, this is this, this is just basic self care. Yeah, I know. You gotta yeah, no, you no. gotta go to the dentist. Yeah, exactly. Please, everybody. Do. Just yeah, please floss and brush your teeth. Honestly, two times a day. Oral hygiene. Yes, please. It's not so bad. <laughs> you <Yeah>. can do it. <laughs> but yeah, so that was uh, again one of the personal struggles that okay. I faced last week. But yeah, well, yeah, other than that, I mean, good. I'm sure you're working on it. But like, the goal is to not let people, yeah, influence or let their decisions. I don't. I think it's okay to continuously question things too. Yeah. It's like, is this right for me? Mm-hmm. But when it makes you question your worth, yeah. that that gets real yucky feeling for me. Like it's too close to being gaslit or like bullied into doing something, and I just yeah. I don't like and that. The thing is, I don't think his in, it's not his intention to right do but, that. But like you can see where it's kind of yeah. gray. It's it's on yeah. that line of like. Yeah. And it's okay to have deal breakers if you're really gentle yeah. about them and, and I, everything. Yeah, and but... I wanted to be respectful. And he was really respectful, too. And he's like, I wouldn't ask you to convert. And I would only want you to find God on your own. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can be together after you have found him. But um, I wouldn't ask you to do that for me. And, uh, and it wouldn't work if you did it just for me. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate that you recognize that yeah. I can't just convert to a religion just to be with somebody mm-hmm. it would have to be like that i truly in it my would have heart to be like i was with you and i can't imagine not being with you yeah. and then convert yeah yeah so mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. i get yeah. it like uh what's their face charlotte and harry in sex in the city you know you probably never watched no it. i not that specific episode or follow that storyline i've seen oh, episodes yeah. but maybe those it's episodes didn't sprinkle the, those stories in the series yeah. okay she gets with this guy and he's oh. jewish Hmm. and she eventually yeah. converts it's super cute hmm. okay cool but that it you telling me the story is really hard for me not to laugh because like i'm remembering when someone i dated for a little bit gave me a bible as a gift i think we talked about this once a while ago yeah yeah but someone gave me a bible as a gift and i kind of chuckled i was like uh <laughs> what, what am i doing with yeah. this yeah i was like this is probably on its way out my brother gave my mom a bible in vietnamese oh cool cool cool, cool. i'm like That's... i'm glad you didn't give me one i can only imagine how it, it's already been translated a couple of times right the bible so mm-hmm. like then yeah. to translate just it to a different yeah, language. Yeah. yeah but mm. yeah good so, times mm-hmm. good times okay well so maybe some new dates maybe some new dates uh i have some I mean, there's there are guys that ask me and I think I've just been hesitant to go back into the dating scene because I really want to focus on my uh, my flying. Like, I, are you going to focus on the flying? I, I thought you were going to put it on pause. Well, like, again, I'm still trying to make a decision. <laughs> okay. um, but I really like I think the last few the days I've been really I know or dating. I've been ex- well, it is has been like that. Yeah new development okay i have made some progress towards my egg freezing i have the dates i have the money i have everything lined up um i have to figure out the best one for all of my traveling the so it's e- yeah like the, best the best cycle cycle gotcha. it'll either be june or july mm-hmm. i'm glad i narrowed it down to those two months i vote for june yeah birthday present to me yeah get your eggs out of the way and then we can party yes <laughs> actually <laughs> like the the day i would uh the last day to retrieve my eggs would be on my birthday oh okay so we might i mean i might retrieve it a couple days before my birthday or actually on my birthday yeah Rad. so we will see and then, and then and then we party and then we party I mean, you'll need like a couple days to recover no no <laughs> i think oh, she's like object it's an out- outpatient <laughs> pass <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so progress 
in my life, uh, moving forward with my life because I need to. Oh yeah, move your forward. birthday's a Wednesday. We could easily be partying by the yeah, weekend. Totally. Like totally. Got those mm-hmm. eggs out. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have uh, no summer plans. I'm yeah. so jealous of you. <laughs> Yeah. So that I think that's why I'm like starting to feel a little bit better about my flying. Like, okay, birthday time. Like birthday, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take care of my eggs. I'm gonna take care of my flying. I people feel are good. Just tuning in. I mean, I don't know how many people are like new each week because I don't pay attention to the metrics so much, but like anybody just tuned in with like eggs? What's happening? Yeah. Miley is getting ready to I was gonna say donate, but that's freeze, not the right freeze word. Freeze my freeze. eggs, yeah. So yeah. Have, uh, extract. I don't know what's the word they use for this? retrieve. Retrieve. Thank you. We. Can, I like to use the word extract because retreating. I'm a dentist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I want the suck it out of me, and then like um, the probably, extract the yeah. eggs. Yeah. Extract is pro- that's probably dentistry is probably yes. why mm-hmm. I thought of that yeah. word as uh-huh. well. But but they use the word retrieve. Yes, they and do. So yeah. So that's the uh, highlights in my life. Freezing some eggs. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually feeling good and uh, yeah mm-hmm. good. That's awesome. Letting go of a lot of things that I've held on for far too long. Like those eggs? Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But (laughs) I was thinking more of certain people in my life that I've held on for too Uh, long that I need to let go of. That's part of why I'm feeling better moving forward these next few months. I I feel good. Mark Groves says let go in peace. Yeah. And I think I'm getting to that place. It took a while and I'm I'm a late bloomer and a late adopter and I tend to take my time and I'm slow at things. But I mean, I'm not, not to say that as a bad thing, just I am aware of who I am and I'm okay with it. And I'm feeling good because I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yay. You're living your truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're trusting so, yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Trust. Trust. Pink, her new album is called Trust Fall. Oh, I didn't know that. I should make a little reel to that song. Yes. And with this great episode, because exactly. we are talking all about trust. trust. Yeah. Yeah. Great segue into our episode. Thank you. I love it. This was a good one. It's a longer episode, so it is. But it's really good. It's really juicy. We cover a lot of stuff. We do actually, you and it's really good stuff. stuff. Lots of I tips reveal. and tricks. Yeah, sorry, I, I you listen. reveal. It's okay. I listened to it and I was like, oh, I reveal some shit that I'm like, ooh, it's like just obvious that we're works in progress, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but at some point, I was like maybe stop fucking people you don't trust Mandy (laughs) like literally listening to the episode and then talking to myself out loud I was like cool 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 yeah like I figured that out but you know back then like listening to myself tell the stories of it I'm like oh god and then you know you reveal some stuff Mm -hmm. and yeah so it's fun you get to hear a lot of our messiness yeah but while we reveal hopefully what's helpful and what has helped us exactly yep and just again sharing our experiences because this is a community that we're trying to to create and and foster and uh and grow from and uh and then things that we've learned that hopefully can help you mm-hmm. so we hope you enjoy it enjoy friends so today our topic of the episode is about trust yes trust what a big fat juicy word that is oh i like it it's a juicy five letter word isn't heavy mm. it's a little word but it one oh. syllable but it is heavy. heavy big yeah what comes to mind when you think of the word trust um it's a little panicky mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest and that's just it's scary yeah it's a it little can like, be scary but i think but it I mean, can also personal, be safe like when you be. have it when you have it oh yeah Oh, yeah. Trust is safe. safe. Yes. When you have it, it's safe. Yeah. To actually do it or to 
experience it can be scary because it is so safe that if you lose it, like you can be scared to lose it or if that makes any sense. Here like comes the part of Miley that needs therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes get small and I start analyzing her. She's like, I'm scared of trusting someone because I'm going to lose them. And oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anxious attachment styles, anyone? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we still need an attachment episode. But yes. anyways, trust. Okay. When you say it to me, it's a little frightening only because through my my experiences in relationships have had trust issues. And it's been something that I have worked on healing and not attaching, like understanding better the people that, uh, understanding just better when I'm not trusting someone. And it's like, I know what I'm not trusting someone. And then I keep giving them fucking chances to become trustworthy when they just aren't. So trust, it brings up a little bit of like, I'm working on it, you know? Do you think that trust is something you continuously work on? That's a good and question. And I say that because I think no matter how much, maybe this is the therapy part of me again too that I need therapy sure. for, but I th- I've gotten to a point in my life where no matter, it sounds bad to say this, but I also say it Don't with some hope. Don't judge your thoughts. Okay. Before I even say it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just have the thought without judgment. Okay. So I think that you can trust someone, but there's always that chance that they're going to break your trust. You know how there is a SpongeBob <laughs> okay. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> what do you know? Do you watch SpongeBob? Never once. Well, okay. I've made a bunch of SpongeBob cakes. That's the oh, closest I've got. Okay. Like his uh his best friend, there's Patrick. a meme. Patrick, that's what it is. Okay, so Patrick says that like I fully 100 percent trust you, SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. And SpongeBob goes, Well, what if I break your trust someday? And Patrick goes, Trusting you is my decision. Proving me wrong is, is your choice and your decision. Ooh, girl, that's fire. That's deep for... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So uh, so when I think about trust, I think that trust is... It, it's like an ebb and flow where there are going to be times in any relationship, whether it is a romantic relationship, a friendship, any kind, a work relationship, your family relationship. There's going to be times where you're going to be challenged or you're going to be put in a situation where you could potentially lose someone's trust or break someone's trust. Mm-hmm. And those are the moments that really challenge and can really either deepen the relationship more if you are willing to take that plunge and be vulnerable or go the other direction and potentially break it or harm it or compromise the relationship. Yes. And so I think I have some examples that I'm going to bring up throughout the episode today that I have experienced where I've been at this like crossroad where I can say if I'm vulnerable and show all my cards or just say everything that's on my mind and my heart, I could either lose this person or I could or it can deepen our relationship if I do that. But if I don't do that, I can protect myself or I... You know what? So I'm some curious t- to hear how this is going to evolve because yeah. in my opinion, mm-hmm. always showing your cards and doing the thing that's healthy for you is is going to work out in your favor even if you lose the person you were meant to lose them and then so yeah so it just so you I, saying that I, just brought yeah. that to mind and i also say that because i'm in a position i'm not but in, in the a, moment it's hard yeah that's what i'm saying it's, it's about practicing knowing yeah, exactly. that like i know if i've if you walk away from me because i've shared with you my mm-hmm. my truth 
then you weren't the person for me. But it takes a lot of people a while to get there. Exactly. And yeah. you, you know, you had shared in one of our previous episodes that you do 10 plus hours of self-work a week. Mm. Many people aren't there. <laughs> I will be the first to say I am nowhere close to that. And there are many times, especially in my past relationships, where logically in my brain, I know that if I tell you my truth and you walk away, that that then you're not meant to be in my life. But in the moment or even throughout the relationship, I, I'm i not ready to lose this person. Even if I share my truth, I'm not strong enough to lose them yet. Or I want just a little bit more time with them. Or Sometimes you just want a little more grief. <laughs> but that's what I mean, right? So like I think a lot of, exactly, a lot of people, you may know, know it logically, mm-hmm. but you're not ready to share that truth or you're not ready to be vulnerable. And so it takes a lot. And I think like us talking about this mm-hmm. and sharing information about this is really important because for me, when I hear the same the logical things mm-hmm. over and over again, I can start to believe it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't get like I can't get there overnight. But I think that's why in my head, I think like with trust, it really requires a lot of vulnerability to be and, and, and strength resilience to know that if I am who I am and I mm-hmm. share who I am, if I lose someone, I'll still be okay. Yeah. And it takes a lot to know that you'll be okay because sometimes you think that your world is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of get to a place where you are you you know that you can be okay. Miley, you have brought up like 18 moments that I had uh. with <laughs> the most recent, most distrustful. Yeah. Distrustful. Okay. No, I don't even know if that's <laughs> Or mistrustful or untrustable. <laughs> untrustable. 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 So, yeah. So when we think about, when I think about trust, those yeah. are all of the different thoughts that go in my mind. But trust would traditionally be defined oh, as right. yes. um, like a key factor in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, Trust is a requirement in order to be considered vulnerable, to build connections, to maintain a sense of safety. Like we just said, in essence, when I think of trust and what it feels like when I'm actually embodying this or mm-hmm. when I'm feeling this with another person, it's it's safe. It's a yes. connection. It's it's something that I want to grow, that I want to foster. And I really like that you asked me, do I think trust is something you have to work on or if it's flatline? I think it is a lot like love, which we just talked about yeah. last week, that it, it's something that requires maintenance. It does. It's the grass is greener where you water it. I like and that. And it's, it's, yes, we have formed this this level of trust, but I think there are levels like oh, love. Yeah. I would argue that there are definitely levels of trust. I mean, you know, someone I meet on the street I've known for, I meet on the street, that sounds weird. So someone, a friend I've known for maybe six months versus Shireen, there's going to be in you, there's going to be different levels of trust with this person who I might be really close to and really have a connection with. I've known them for six months versus Shireen, who I've known for 16 years. So there are levels of trust and you work on them and it's communication. It's, you know, we're going to talk about how to build trust here in a second, but that those are all the things that it makes me think of as well. It is. And I I think a lot of it is for me, when I think of people that I really trust or that I feel safe with, it really is that safety where I can say, you know, I can be grumpy and know that they're not going to take it personally. Or I can be my 
most messy self where I can yeah. have an opinion that is different than them and know that I'm not going to lose them. You're not going to be judged. You're not exactly. going to be thrown out yeah. for differing. Yeah. That's just good friendship or, too. Yeah. yeah. And that, that they're not going to go and just gossip about me to somebody else and talk badly behind my back and, and you know, and things like that. So that's what I think about mm. when I think about tr- like trust and having a safe space. Yeah. That's totally fair. What it looks like. Yeah. So I peeked at the Gottmans, which mm-hmm. we oh, we're, love. Yes. We're big Gottman fans. We're stands of the Gottmans. And they had some, uh, it was four tips on building trust. And I thought that was just building everyday trust. This was kind of in all relationships, whether it's friendship, family, work, partner. So the first tip they gave is to say what you mean and mean what you say. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting because people who've been listening know I was a child bride and my ex-husband actually used to say that to me which I thought was really interesting oh um I particularly think it's interesting now that I'm remembering he used to go into chat rooms and chat with other women oh (laughs) it was potentially up to some shady stuff while we were married but um he wasn't the most anyways let's move on so (laughs) say what you mean and mean what you say and saying what you mean, mean what you say means your actions match your words. If you make a commitment to do something, oh, I would love to do, come do yeah. X, Y, and Z, or I'll help you move, or yeah, I can totally pick your kid up from school. Integrity. I can. I can it is integrity. My Doing word of what the year. you say you're going to do. Yes. It is honoring the commitments you make. Don't say you can do something. If Don't make a promise you can't keep is basically yeah. what this means. Also, and if you find out that you can't keep a promise or you can't do something that you said you can't you let the other person know communicate i was gonna say the second tip that they say (laughs) is communicate your intentions clearly so having you know being really clear and effective in your communication is super important with any relationship Mm -hmm. you have again friendship work whatever it is it's like you know there are people pleasers in this world and they want to say yes to everything and like it's afterwards they're going oh shit and then they're spinning their wheels and they're backpedaling maybe they're like oh it turns out I can't do that or it's just being a little more thoughtful being really intentional with knowing what you're committing to also within this falls I am not a mind reader which Mm -hmm. is something I like to say uh I can't remember which relationship I picked that up in I think it was after the uh addict ex uh, and I went to, I did a lot of Al-Anon and group stuff and lots of group therapies and book sessions. And I was like, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what's going on with you unless you tell me. And I think that a lot when I see couples particularly where I feel, I feel like I see it more from the female side. They, this is hetero couples. So pardon me for not having any examples otherwise, but you can imagine it. I see a lot of women who get really disgruntled with their male partners when their male partner doesn't do something that they didn't know she wanted. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, well, did you express that that was important yeah. to you? And did it's you like, tell them? Well, no, but he should know. I'm like, how should he know? Yeah. Is he a mind reader? Are you a mind reader? You know what I mean? Like just getting upset with people for not doing the things that they didn't know you wanted is part of this communicate thing. Like you have to tell people what's going on. Um, And I think part of that is also for me, when I hear that, mm-hmm. I'm thinking in my head, there is a level of vulnerability that is unconscious. Because if I truly felt that I could be vulnerable mm-hmm. to you, 
to build that trust or to let you know what I need, Mm -hmm. that is very vulnerable to say like, Mandy, if you and I were in a relationship, let's say we are, you know, and um, (laughs) I, you know, I'm getting mad at you because it means a lot to me if you take out the trash. But if I never, if I never get to that place where I'm vulnerable enough to tell you that what I need is for you to take out the trash and then I get upset at you for not taking out the trash and that you should know that you need to take out the trash. And now I'm upset at you because you didn't take out the trash, but you didn't know that I needed it. And I didn't trust you enough to be vulnerable about my need for you taking out the trash as an example. And so I think I, 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 when we talk about things like that, about how, you know, your partner can't read your mind, it does require you to have a level of vulnerability to share What's on your mind? Yeah. Take that example, the next step. For, I mean, this can be anything. Yeah, let's it can be anything. I just picked trash. Let's say you decide to a... go to happy hour just as friends. We're not lovers. <laughs> well, you don't want to be my lover? I mean, I do. You want to be my I lover? I do. I'd get with my friends. <laughs> um, we're just going to happy hour and we haven't picked a spot yet. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking sushi and you suggest something totally Chinese. different. Yes. You suggest Wait, wings. Japanese. Wings. Because I always think about wings. wings. <laughs> And I'm like, thank you for, okay. Thank you for remembering that I love chicken wings so much. Are you kidding? So <laughs> I talk about <laughs> wings and truffle fries. Come oh, on. Oh I know gosh, how to make Miley's you. first date. <laughs> I know how to make her first date the most memorable it will ever be. Call me. Um, I've been living with this girl for practically three years. So <laughs> I feel so loved. <laughs> so seen right now? Yes. Yes. So, okay. So let's say you have your, and I've really been wanting sushi, but I didn't say anything. And then you suggest wings and I'm like, all right. And then I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little grouchy. I'm in that trash example. You know, imagine you don't take out the trash and then I do it and I'm holding you in contempt, which right. if you're also a fan of the Gottmans, yes. you know about the four horsemen mm-hmm. of, I forget what they full, full call it. It's the four horsemen of like relationships. So it's c- criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. And once you find yourself in there, those are relationship killers. So it's really important. Again, we just rule it back to communication. Like if I want to go see a movie Wednesday, I'm like, hey, you know, I know we have a date night planned. I'd really like to go see a movie for that date night. Did you have anything else in mind? Because I'm kind of in feeling a movie. I'd like to go see this. Or uh, you're thinking you're in a relationship and you're like, you know, long term, I'd really like to move to XYZ City or I'd like to move out of my career into this new career and I'm going to need a little support. What do you think of that? And these are just all things to help your partner avoid being caught off guard and having to guess what you're thinking mm-hmm. and feeling. And we'll talk about some tips that actually blend into these a little bit later as far as touching base and communicating more. But communication, it, your intentions clearly and effectively is the second tip by the Gottmans. The third one is admitting your mistakes, mm-hmm. which we have talked about ad nauseum, I think, the last few episodes as far as narcissism and love and reli- being reliable, being accountable is so important to people close to you. If uh, this kind of goes in line with say what you mean and mean what you say, but it's like building trust is so related to accountability, but that's also admitting when you've done something wrong. It's like, I didn't handle that conversation correctly. I'm really sorry. Like that came out wrong. Let me figure out a better way. Like my intention was this. I really meant to say this in the future. I will not come at it that way Uh, you know whether it's then you take a beat and you figure out if you need to make a plan to eliminate this particular mistake or if it was kind of a one-off and you know it really won't happen again but 
that's part of accountability. It's admitting you've made a mistake and then committing to not making that specific mistake again and again and again. I really like those tips a lot. Yes. So number four is always tell the truth. So as you can see, a narcissist would have a really hard time with (laughs) these four things, but always telling the truth. I mean, this seems like a no brainer, but even little white lies. And it can be difficult. Yeah. Because sometimes we we can lie to ourselves. Oh, yeah. I just want to say that. (laughs) Sometimes we lie to ourselves too. So it's, it's, you need to try to be as honest and truthful to yourself as much as you are to your partner or your the person that you have any kind of relationship with. And that's knowing yourself, right? It's like checking back in with yourself and knowing what's important to you, what feels good to you. Am I feeling upset about something? Am I feeling a bajiggity? Am I feeling away about Mm -hmm, this? mm -hmm. Whatever verb or whatever word you want to describe it with. And then why am I feeling that? What am I not honoring? Yeah. And if you really struggle with staying true to basically your integrity, I guess, if you really struggle with staying true to yourself, then that will become difficult. But even little white lies in relationships, friends or not, it's those can lead to bigger things where it's then harder to trust you in the big situations, right? It's like, well, I don't know if they're lying about little tiny things. How can I trust them with really big things? So maybe taking a minute even like they suggest taking a minute and saying if you're being asked a question that feels a little hard to answer like without telling a white lie but also not coming across super abrasive the Gottman say to say things like I'm not sure yet can I get back to you or oh maybe you're feeling really heated and in, in this conversation this topic it's like I'm feeling really emotional about this I would like to table it I would like to come back when I've had time to feel a little more grounded and think it through do that instead of lying and trying to tell people maybe what they want to hear or something that gets you off the hook. Those are really good interrupters to recognize when you feel like it's hard to to answer the question mm-hmm. because then you can actually, because in that moment you're probably activated. Yeah. So be, yeah. it's nice to give yourself a break without putting yourself into a bigger hole by lying. And so... Yeah, I think I really like that a lot. That dance tends to happen a lot between anxious avoidant. A lot of times anxious people hitch up with avoidant people because then Mm -hmm. it reconfirms the story they're already telling themselves. So it's a it's a fun little thing to watch happen. And it happens all the time. So the person avoidant in the, you know, one person's avoidant in the argument and one person is anxious in the argument and the anxious person is wanting to fight it out and stay in it. And the avoidant person is like, not yeah they're just like shutting down they need space they but sometimes the anxious person is the one needs to go i need a minute let me come back to you or the avoidant person can say that to the anxious person then the anxious person knows you're not abandoning the conversation you're going to come back you're you respect the fact that we need to talk about this you're not abandoning me because abandonment is at the root of all both sides of this i was gonna say uh, you you were talking about these four tips for the Gottmans, and mm-hmm. there's another article that I was looking at from the Gottmans, oh. which actually reinforces all four of the tips that you shared, and they share seven questions that you can um, kind of ask yourself okay. to help this. you, and it, it kind of just reinforces everything you said. So you just said uh, about the whole abandonment thing. So ask yourself, does my fear of loss and abandonment cloud my perspective mm. and cause me to overreact to my partner's actions or lack of actions that makes me think 
I would think to myself, is this a story yeah. I'm making oh, up? That's one of the that's fact? one of the other questions. Is it? Okay. What is the story I'm telling myself? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and so because oftentimes it's a story that you're telling yourself. Uh, like I, I remember I was sharing an example with you previously about how in one of my relationships, I I was hesitant to tell this guy the full story of what I was doing. Like if I was hanging out with friends, I would just be, oh, you know, when he'd ask me what I'm doing and I'd be like, oh, I'm just hanging out. Because in a previous relationship, anytime I was honest about me hanging out with friends, he would get upset or feel that I was forgetting him or not spending enough time with him. So I didn't want this new guy to feel the same way. And I brought that past relationship. And the story I was telling myself is if I tell this new guy I'm hanging out with friends, he might think the same thing my ex thought. And so th- what was a story I was telling myself, right? So yeah. um, and then there's this uh, another question is, is my mistrust coming from something that is actually happening in the present? Mm-hmm. Uh, just my example. Or is it related to my past? Yeah. So realizing or recognizing whether or not w- how you're feeling, yeah. what you're thinking right now, is it really about what's happening in the moment or is it based on some past history? I'll throw John Kim in the mix because oh, okay. he yeah, often yeah. says love without your mm-hmm. past, which is so hard, it's, but it's, it's yeah. a constant practice. <laughs> but it's nice to have these mantras or these phrases or these questions to help Little you. things you can go back to. Yeah. Pattern interrupts. Like mm. in the moment, mm-hmm. you don't have to answer right away or make a decision right away. You can take a step back and use some of these questions to help you unactivate if you are activated uh do i feel comfortable asking for what i need and allowing myself to be vulnerable we've been talking about that because in order to build trust you do need to essentially let go of that fear and be vulnerable or the fear of what would happen if you are vulnerable Mm -hmm. um do i bring my best self to my interactions with my partner right now and then the last question that the gottman suggested kind of asking yourself in these moments is do I possess self-love and allow myself to be loved and respected and I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier about knowing yourself knowing what you deserve knowing what you want knowing what you need and being able to articulate that with your partner or the you know the other person in the relationship I can remember times of telling an ex like this is interesting i don't know if anything in any of our research i didn't come across anything sex related but it's probably in here (laughs) i uh i remember him it's sex related he was really focused on pleasing me and really focused on really wanting to get me there and i was like you know honestly if i trusted you more it would probably happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that's just where i left it i was like so maybe you could work on becoming a more trust trustworthy person a more trustable version of you that didn't exist but but that makes total sense because trust is we talked about how trust is a safe place Mm -hmm. and it requires vulnerability but it is also a very intimate place Mm -hmm. if i can't be intimate with you emotionally on a cognitive level on an intellectual level on the everyday relationship that we have, how can I truly trust you in an intimate place when we are having our intimate night together? Sex for women is so mental. It is very mental. So mental. And I mean, so many of us have experienced some sort of sexual trauma, whether or not that's, you know, all the way to being sexually assaulted. But there's all sorts of little traumas we have. I mean, from the time we were little, the newer generations have it really differently. But from the time we were little, we were kind of taught our bodies weren't ours. Mm-hmm. 
It was always hug your uncle, hug your grandpa, hug your this. Like your body was always kind of being tossed around and passed around to your relatives in hopefully non-sexual ways. But there were lots of ways we were taught our bodies weren't ours. Yeah. And I think more men may be recognizing that could help but we just all have these little traumas where like our bodies are so sexualized by social Mm -hmm. media by movies and television and you know the kardashians i mean just oh yeah everything out there sexualizes a woman's body it's like people in an uproar seeing women breastfeeding it's like this is feeding her child this isn't her showing a breast (laughs) so so just understanding i think that sex for women is super super mental and Mm -hmm. trust is a huge part of how satisfactory that part Mm -hmm, of your relationship mm -hmm. will be um so i don't know if that's part of it but a sign of a trusting relationship because it is very true yeah between two partners i think in general whether it's hetero or not however you identify i think trusting the other person is person is going to make that element of your relationship better i totally agree with that so I like those I like those questions by the comments. Yeah. So what do we do when trust is broken or should we talk about how what so happens? I was thinking that let you know like earlier we were talking about how sometimes trust there like for me I I say it's an ebb and flow because I don't know what other words to say but it is one of those things like love where you need to continue to work on it and there are going to be moments where you are challenged and so one of the 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 examples in the articles, the many articles that the Gottmans have put out based on all their research mm-hmm. that they've done is sometimes trust can be broken in a variety of different ways. Yeah. Sometimes you enter a relationship and you already have trust issues, right? So um, things can just... Raising my already, hand. Oh, <laughs> yes. You can already be primed to be a little... Uh, unsure about trusting someone because of your past. Like we all bring something... Yeah. some kind of trauma we to the table, right? We all have a lens that we're looking through based on exactly. our experiences. And so sometimes what happens is through a relationship, trust can be broken in many small and big and large ways. And what what happens when that trust is broken? And so there was uh, some some ways that we can rebuild trust is, you know, first of all, you have to realize that both parties are wanting to reinvest and wanting to rebuild yeah i mean you start with like hey you fucked up yes this comes back to owning your mistakes owning your mistakes it's like you messed up what do we want to do about this yeah and uh it, it often requires that sometimes that person who's been hurt they need time to actually decide if they want to try to rebuild trust or not and i think for the person who made the mistake it requires a lot of patience and it requires a lot of work on your end. Yes. Because you're if you're the one that broke the trust, it may take a while for that other person to build that trust again, right? And so you may need to talk about what broke the trust multiple times. Oftentimes when I read through articles and I hear stories and the person who made the mistake, they don't understand why they have to keep talking about the mistake over and over and over again but oftentimes the person that's hurt they need to keep process they need to be talking about it because they're curious about it they want to know why they need to understand what broke the trust you Mm -hmm. can i think you can really understand because in your most recent yeah (laughs) experience you know it's really important that if trust has been broken you may need to understand what led to that 
You need to understand why the person did what they did. Mm -hmm. And if you are the person who broke the trust, you really need to understand that you actually have to be very vulnerable and be open and be willing to answer any and all questions and be willing to be honest about it. If you really, really want to rebuild trust, it really starts with, you know what? I wasn't honest before, but I'm ready. You have to commit to being and working towards being honest completely with the person that you're wanting to rebuild trust with. I think a lot of that is best if I'm speaking from experience. I think between a between a couple, like trust in a couple, if someone has done something to really break that trust, like a, a, a high level issue, I think that work is best done with a counselor and mm-hmm. all of you in one room because the person who may be breaking, you know, whatever however we want to say this who might be misbehaving often or may lack the skills to understand why they're doing what they're doing and while they may need therapy on their own for that I think having a third party in the room so that the injured person has the option to say you know this is the way I feel about all this and like it makes me think about da 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 xyz abc now i'm not sure about anything you know a third party in the room can a help the party who was misbehaving uh maybe kind of clarify and understand how the other person is feeling if they're not able to really grasp how badly their actions have hurt someone yeah and then help the person understand what like yeah do I you think, get the gravity yeah. of this or are you a sociopath? Oh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think your suggestion of a, a, a couples therapist or mm-hmm. any kind of therapy really counseling is really, yes. Mm-hmm. Because most couples just don't. Um, For me, it's the words and the communicate, the ability to communicate. So yeah, most couples yeah. don't possess mm-hmm. the yeah. ability to hash all of that out exactly. on their own. And even if you can get really far or get a lot done on your own, if you've done a lot of this type of work, you might be able to get so far, but still having a third party to mediate and sort of say, uh, you know, when you say this, yep. it makes me think you might be not playing fair. Even the person who's been hurt might mm-hmm. be overextending. Yeah. And um, many and of the you articles don't really want to talk about it forever. Right. But you have to be able to talk it through. through yeah. Many of the articles that the Gottmans uh have published is they give you a lot of different examples Mm -hmm. one example was um, a couple that um, they had lost some trust because they were married and they really needed a couple's therapist to kind of reword some of the feelings right so it was nice that the wife could kind of just express what she was feeling and some of the fears that she had and then that couple's therapist was able to kind of reword it in a way that the husband could understand and then the husband would be like well you know uh well the wife would be like you know i'm really afraid that if he if i was really completely forthcoming about how much money i spend on the business that he'll think that i don't care about the business and that i'm just spending money irresponsibly and then he'll leave me Hmm. and then and then when he doesn't want to talk to me about it and he shuts down i think that he doesn't love me anymore and then the therapist was able to kind of reword that in a way that the husband could understand that, you know, him giving her the silent treatment and shutting down isn't healthy. And then he was able to say, well, I get so emotional about it. I need to step away. And so the couple's therapist was able say to explain that. that. Yeah. But again, that <laughs> they couldn't say that to each other. They needed the therapist to be able yeah. to help them get there. And that's a really good 
tool in general in relationships if you're experiencing or you're you're struggling with something and you're going to your partner and you're saying you're saying something the other person saying what i'm hearing you say is x you know it's called mirroring i think when you can reflect things back at people so you know using that as a tool to uh, try to understand whether or not you're actually grasping your partner's issue so like them telling you back what they're yeah. hearing from what you're saying can help you realize if you're communicating this effectively or not. And if you're not, a counselor is 100% the way to go. Yeah. I mean, I... Someone who can help you translate. Yeah. I I love I love my last therapist, Megan, because I could just word vomit all of my <laughs> thoughts in my head and then she would mirror it back to me. And being able to hear it in a little bit more concise manner... It works. You do a really great job at it too, Mandy. Whenever I word vomit to you, you you really, you know, but hearing it back to me, I can really hear whether I am, I have like a good ground to stand on. Like, oh, that is reasonable. Or if I'm overreacting, because sometimes she'll say something back to me or you'll say something back to me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely outrageous. What was I thinking? Right. <laughs> or sometimes I'll be like, okay, that is valid. Like it, it is like you, you validate that I am. Mm-hmm. It's okay that I feel that way. Or then I'm like, oh no, maybe I really need to step back and chill a you little bit. You often fall into a place where you're like beating yourself up over feeling the things you're yeah. feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, that's normal. Um, exactly but that's what i mean like sometimes it's nice to have a therapist whether like they they can help you or they can help you be able to have a conversation a healthy conversation with someone that you really do care about and love and you want to or a podcast partner who's an armchair (laughs) expert want to be therapist (laughs) oh boy oh boy it's all for free i'll send you the bill (laughs) but yeah so i i really like uh some of those uh those tips that um the gottmans were talking about Mm-hmm. with rebuilding with rebuilding like some of those kind of um they're kind of like those are the ground rules when you're rebuilding i love that negative so if you if you don't rebuild i came across some negative effects mm. of when the trust is broken or limited okay and it's you know so if you're experiencing some of these you may want to look into some of these rebuilding methods and or seek a counselor or maybe this just isn't your person. If you talk to them and they're not willing to yeah. help exactly. rebuild the trust, it takes two. So it's like poor boundaries, accusatory behaviors, paranoia, a lack of intimacy, feelings of betrayal, insecurity, abandonment. If you're emotionally unfulfilled, if you're fighting all of the time, these yeah. are signs that trust has been fractured in the relationship. Yeah. And that could be friend, romantic, business. I can think of times where I lost trust in a boss. Mm. And it's like, you're dropping the ball there really broke the trust. Like it fractured the trust I had in this relationship. I'm not sure if you can keep me, quote, safe in this work environment. You know, like, yeah. I can think of times where that happened. It's like, oh, my, this person is not unstable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had some interesting bosses, but there's just been times. And then I understand there are times where, leaders get too much on their plate and drop the ball maybe and then you lose a little trust in them but again having the conversation with them maybe even going to your hr person yeah and saying you know this is the feelings that are coming up for me after x y and z maybe your hr person would help you mediate that or there might be another person in your organization but perhaps hr knows someone or would do that would mediate that between you and your boss if you're not comfortable doing it alone yeah 
That's a great idea. You don't always have to use a couple therapists for or a therapist for your boss. You can go to your HR and they're yeah. really great at community. I mean, their job is to mediate. It is basically issues. <laughs> it really is. A lot of these things that you were mentioning earlier, I learned in leadership oh, courses. Yeah. So like building the trust and communicating effectively and clearly. This is how in workplaces, this is how your team learns to trust you. So when I started to take on a leadership role those years ago, I was just like, oh, yeah, I get along with these people. Like, I understand what to do. It took me a bit to understand that I needed to reframe how we all interacted and how how they could come to me and how I could make them know they could come to me. Because they, when I took on that role, there really hadn't been anyone in it before. So I sort of had to teach everyone yeah. while I was teaching yeah. myself, <laughs> which was a lot of the reason why when I left that space, it was like, you're the heart of this space. I was like, yeah, I was like, it was sort of like everything built kind of around the, the culture, kind of, you know, the way mm -hmm. my boss and like people above me in our group wanted to, it to be done. I just was like, here's how we do things. Yeah. And you did an incredible job. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. I look forward to having people again one day. <laughs> A couple other things that the Gottmans did talk about in the process of rebuilding, we talked about the stories that we tell mm -hmm. ourselves. And so they suggest challenging those mistrustful thoughts mm. or stories that you have in your head. They also... Again, that's <clears throat> something I learned in HR. Oh. Like uh, Cy Wakeman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Love. I'm a big yeah. fan of Cy Wakeman. C-Y-W-A-K-E-M-A-N. <laughs> Cy Wakeman. I'm a big fan of her. She's kind of an HR. She's like a thought leader in the way of reorganizing and restructuring how we work with employees as leaders. And that was a big thing of her. She would call it BMW driving in her office. Oh. Like people would come in bitching, moaning and whining. <laughs> and it was restructuring their energy to be more productive instead of yeah. stuck in these, you know, mm -hmm, cranky mm -hmm. things that don't do anybody any good. She was one of the people that is this a story ah, or is this happening? Yes. Like what's actually like, happening? Yes, I like that. Mm -hmm. Another thing was trust your intuition and instincts. Mm. So many of us yeah. have had little, exactly. <laughs> little, little T traumas that uh, tell us to ignore our intuition. Or doubt yourself for your insecurity. You know, your insecurities mm -hmm. come out when you are activated and emotional. So yeah. definitely, like for me, that's a big thing. Like oftentimes I just throw my intuition and my instincts out the door because I don't trust myself. Well, as a child, yes. things <laughs> happened to us yes. that we couldn't. We literally had to be in survival mode. And the goal is we're all in this adulthood and in these relationships, whether it's romantic, friendship, work relationships is to leave survival yeah. and enter thriving I like that yes. and you have to roll it back a lot of times and clear away all the bullshit that's mm -hmm. been piled on mm -hmm. you over the years and like go back to that little kid inside and be like it's okay I know you couldn't rely on the adults you you had to grow up before it was time you had to do x y and z and throw your intuition out the window like Miley says in order to get by yeah like just things happen and this stuff is really really common and just know that if that was you you're not alone <laughs> and you're really just getting it back to the basics it's yeah like, I can trust myself yeah. like this intuition is in me for a reason mm -hmm, it's here mm -hmm. to help me yeah I'm, I'm safe now I'm an adult yes. I'm not relying on those other people <laughs> anymore yeah 
two other tips. Uh, there's three more that I have, but two of them kind of go together. And so when you are, uh, when you are both committed to rebuilding, uh-huh. you want to assume that your partner has good intentions and you want to listen to your partner's side of the story with, from an understanding position. Okay. It doesn't mean you have to agree with their side of the story, but you would hope that your partner has good intentions and give your partner the opportunity to share their side of the story. Uh, this goes back to, you know, the last month. What if their side of the story isn't true? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Trust your intuition. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? So uh, about a month for the last month, actually, there's been actually a lot of stuff that has been circulating through social media about me. Yeah, I think you mentioned this. Yeah. And I've been accused of being a bully and being unprofessional and rude. And uh, I can't imagine. (laughs) Yeah, it's been it's been a wild month on social media for me. But I just can't imagine the people that could possibly believe that. Yeah. And there's been this massive investigation. Mm, And uh, and so one of the things that the report talks about is personal truth versus factual truth. And that's how the report opened up, trying to define personal truth versus factual truth. Mm. And so they were saying that perhaps the person who's accusing me of all these things, it may be a personal truth for them. But based on the evidence and the testimony of 12 other people that experienced the same situations that this one person experienced as well, based on the testimony, the factual truth does not support the accusation that I am a bully or, or, or unprofessional or that I'm an unfair person or instructor or teacher. Yeah. And uh, but for this one person, it is a personal truth. And so I can respect her for the experience that and the lens that yeah. she went through. But it like going through all that, like my gut and my instinct told me like I am not. I am not a bully. I, I I would like to think that I am far from that and that I am a person who is professional and I am a person that is kind. Like your purpose with this group was to teach yeah. them <laughs> about professional being professional. Yeah. And so and I mean, uh, there's a reason you were 40 under 40. Yeah. And I mean, you're part of such huge organizations yeah. in Phoenix. It's like this person, I, I, I completely understand and relate to what you're saying. I I have had a similar experiences with people mm-hmm. where I understand that their reality is so incredibly painful yes. that it causes them to behave in these ways that are terrible and hurtful to all the people around them. Yeah. Like I don't doubt that sociopaths and narcissists are in a great amount of pain. I can relate to that statement. I can, I I can agree with that. I don't for doubt sure. it. I also don't think it gives them permission mm-hmm. to cause mayhem <laughs> yeah. everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't doubt their reality is quite painful and, you know, genetics load the gun, trauma pulls the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I just, it's, it's not an excuse. No. Mm-mm. And you can do better. Yes. And so that's a big, you know, thing about how, I listened to her side of the story because she was, she was, oh, yeah. she you was know, everywhere on social media, yeah, wasn't yeah. she? 
Yeah. And, but I also want to give her that benefit of the doubt that she did feel those things. That's a reality for her. I mean, but it is not my reality. And it's probably yes. like, Whoa. but you know, then that's why I mean, like, yeah. So again, you that's an example of yes. the fact that In compassion is going on yeah. a lot, got yeah. a lot more going on than this nonsense. Yeah. And then the last tip that the Gottman suggested was uh, when you do have people in the relationship that want to invest in rebuilding, it is to have a plan of action or a recovery conversation. What does that recovery mm -hmm. conversation look like after any potential argument that will take place? Mm -hmm. And I remember this because one of my other relation, well, actually the same relationship where I had the trust issue the major trust issue with the person we suspect to be a narcissist. yes <laughs> uh, I remember after big arguments where uh, if he was yelling at me and I would shut down I would try to go back to him and try to repair or try to have some kind of recovery argument and say like hey I'm really sorry that that argument or that disagreement took place like let's talk about this and it never resolved very well either because then he would get heated up again and say like you can't just let this go can you and mm -hmm. and I'm thinking in my head well you're upset about something and I would like to know what that is so you're we like, can oh, I'm sorry I'm behaving, like a, behaving like a person who doesn't have a personality <laughs> yeah. disorder so and <laughs> wants to rebuild but but after the situation with hindsight you're like oh there wasn't anything to even repair Exactly. Well, now I like a couple years down the road, I'm thinking right in the moment. You, it's yeah. In the moment, I'm like, OK, now the problem, because again, like you said, like he, he was gaslighting me because now mm -hmm. when the way he responded like that, now I'm like, oh, the problem is I can't let go. Oh, so I guess I should me? let go. Like I'm the one that I. <laughs> so if I want to keep him in my life, I need to I need to let go of all problems? the yeah, ignore our problems. Like so don't talk about the problems. And if there's a problem, pretend like there's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so narcissists. Again, get really mad and, when you throw their shit back at and them. And I got, and I was in this loop. And mm -hmm. in some days, I still feel like I am because I, mean, I think back to that relationship and I'm so like, wait a minute. I'm so incredibly grateful that you never got like hit or smacked yes, or like that is true. in a physical altercation yeah. because there were moments with yeah. the person <clears throat> that I talked yeah. about in that episode where I thought, oh, like, yeah, I can see this this is so close on that line that I'm like if I were to yeah. instigate it in any way which I never I never instigated whatever little outbursts happened anyways but I'm like oh I could see this turning mm -hmm. violent yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. easily uh -huh. and maybe that's why in those situations I was like because he would put up his hands and I'd be like okay I'm just gonna because in put up his hands like in frustration right yes, like throw I'd be his like, hands oh, up kind yeah. of thing yeah I'd like throw it up and like in frustration like I, why can't you let this go kind of like yes. you know and not to hit me right. but I'd be I like understand. okay I'm just gonna shut down you know I'm not gonna respond I'm gonna be like he wants me to let this go I'm gonna let this go pretend like nothing happened uh, but on the same note I will say that as much as that relationship put me in a situation where I doubted myself completely and was completely unsure about the person I was he was a good narcissist <laughs> he was a very good narcissist I will say that the relationship afterwards Although there were other levels of mistrust or distrust in that relationship, I don't know if it was you or maybe it is Sean, what's his name on the love drive, yeah. or maybe it's... Uh, Mark Groves? Yes. Solomon? Yes, Mark Groves. Okay. Someone says that uh, you also can heal from 
relational experiences as well. Oh, it's 100%. Yeah. It's the reason we talk exactly. about this. Yeah, we talk about this. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, so. And we're drawn one, to the yeah. things that we haven't healed yet. And because of the things that I experienced in that relationship with, we'll call him Alex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was in a relationship with, we'll call him Jeff. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought we were going to think of like no. butthole names oh, or something. <laughs> Bart oh, yes. and uh, Brad. Oh, yeah. Because we don't like B names. Right. Yes. We are against B names and J names. And it turns out. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. When I was in a relationship with Brad, he actually healed a lot of those areas where when we had an argument or a disagreement, he never once raised his voice at me or raised his hands in frustration. He would always be so sad and always want to talk to me about things. And that really helps re-encourage or kind of remind me that relationships can work like people can mm-hmm. talk about disagreements people can come back together and repair and have a disagreement and come to a compromise or come to an understanding and love each other in that way yeah because with bart i never felt that kind of love when we disagreed on something right. but with brad i i did feel that he cared enough to actually talk about problems and issues Yeah, this is why a lot of what I said, whenever it was a couple within the last few weeks on an episode where I was like, I can't run anything through the filter of that last relationship because it doesn't hold up. Like when I tried to when I approached the narcissist about not trusting them, they were like, it was all just the lies and it was crocodile tears. More lies. Yeah, yeah, it was more lies and it was crocodile tears like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get better. I promise I don't want to be this way. And it was like this big show. And I'm like, okay. But then there was never any action action that supported the words, which was number one on building trust. Your actions Mm -hmm. must match your words. So, you know, communication, intention, meaning what you say, saying what you mean. These are all, these are just, these are baseline things, but it's really important to come back to the basics when you're going through something that seems complicated and like it doesn't fit one of these really simple categories it probably does yeah you're overthinking it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it goes back to trusting your intuitions and your instincts Mm -hmm. yeah exactly i agree signs of trust in a relationship Mm, i like this i like that we uh, let's end with this because this is a good note to end on i mean obviously some of these are going to be the opposite of the limited trust right you're gonna feel comfortable you're going to feel like you can be yourself safe to be yourself you're gonna be safe you're gonna feel like you can share things about your past you can share pain points Mm -hmm. without feeling judged attacked or having them held against you you won't feel the need to want to look at their phone or their social media and wonder what they're up to I mean I see so many women online who are wondering if their men are up to things yes I know and I'm just like oh gosh like if Do you're you, feeling can that? I ask you that like my last relationship with Jeff yeah I found a lot of information because of social media that he didn't tell me about oh. and I'm wondering it it makes me feel or wonder if I might enter my next relationship having some of that doubt hmm. does your recent experience make you wonder with your next relationship are you going to have any of those social media doubts? Because I, I don't know if I can trust anyone. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Because I mean, again, it's bringing things from your yeah. past with you. I had never really felt that way before. I had, I have dated people who I've been like, 
what are you up to? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, you just, I've dated people before who had been on their phones all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's certain behaviors people might do with their phones that are shady. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always flipping your phone upside down. It's having, you know, I'm, I get having a pin or a password or a lock on your phone. But maybe they always have their phone upside down or they always have it on silent so you never hear when there's any notifications or they're always on it and they're quick to put it away or exit out of whatever window they're in. You know, when you walk in the room, it's like, you know, these really fast, sudden movements and setting your phone down. Like those are shady behaviors on your phone. I think if I were to see those things, I'd be like, you know, that doesn't make me feel great. Every mm-hmm. time I come into the room and you're quick to swipe everything closed that you were just doing and flip yeah, your phone over. And the fact that your phone is never on is a little yeah. shady. Like those are things that I just know. Like I've seen multiple people do them, like not necessarily even just to me. Like I've known other people whose you know partners have behaved in those ways. So it's like there are certain behaviors that I'm, I'm going to say those are shady. And if the person is like, oh, well, you know, and they don't really. Yeah, I was going to a- say, like, I, I flip my phone over all the time and my phone is always on silent. But it's and it's not because I'm a popular person, but <sighs> I constantly have emails and I do have text messages. And I don't I feel really bad if notifications pop up or phones ring when I'm with someone. Well, you should be on a date. Yeah. You shouldn't be having your phone sitting out on the table. You shouldn't be having it going off yeah. constantly. Like, I'll mute my phone if I'm on a date. I don't want to hear it ringing and then it won't buzz my watch and I don't feel interrupted. And you know what I mean? It's just that's courtesy. But if you're with somebody hanging out at home and they hide their phone from you all of the time. Yes. Or you know what I mean? They're just not very forthcoming about certain things. You get a vibe. Yeah. It's that. I definitely don't have this general mistrust. I never suspected it until it happened with the last person. And from that point on was definitely like it was pervasive. Like it was kind of always somewhere in the back of my head. And then things would happen that I would be like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> and I think that's why, because my last relationship is the first time I experienced that sense mm-hmm. of mistrust that I had not ever had before when it came to phones, social media, things like that. I never had that feeling, never had that experience of mistrust about all that stuff until this most recent relationship. So I haven't been in a relationship since that has healed that part. And that's, it is not another person that's going to heal it for you, right? It's not, you're not going to get the closure from the person who hurt you. It's, it's just something you're going to have to trust your gut about. And if you had that feeling then, and then you're like, oh, it's happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why I felt that way. This is more trusting your intuition and just being really in tune with what's going on. And most people are fairly trustworthy. Yeah. (laughs) I have to remember that. If you're attracting these people that are behaving this way, it's it's a sign that you still have things you need to heal Mm -hmm. and process. And you're not always going to be able to heal them with that person. You might be able, depending on on what those red flags are, Mm -hmm, depending mm -hmm. on what those issues are, you may be able to heal them in relationship with that person. Like communication issues, you said you kind of got to work through and heal certain aspects of that. There were other ones that went unhealed. So it's still something you're going to have to work through probably in your next partner. But I mean... It's not to say that all people are untrustworthy. Not everybody's up to shady shit. 
Yeah, I sure hope so. There's a lot of people who aren't shady. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been out with a lot of really nice guys. Oh, like, good. I'm glad. I'm I've glad one out, of us is dating. I've, I mean, over the years, I've been out with way more nice guys than I have with That's true. assholes. That's very true. So, I mean, I know there are lots of nice men out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you haven't, you've chosen to be in relationship with certain types of people. No, I need to because you need adjust to work on my things. picker. <laughs> it's my not picker. your picker. You just need to heal the things. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll we will keep doing it until we heal it. Yeah, and that's the kind of just what happens. That's how we do things. That's how our brain works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Stupid mm-hmm. dumb brain. <laughs> no, it just knows beautiful things. brain too. It just knows things, yeah, and it's, it does. it's going to pull you into the things mm-hmm. that lead you to the next step. Yeah, it's like with dentistry, ever evolving or self, you know, personal yeah. development. Mm-hmm. You're going to face little challenges and issues that show you the things that you still need to heal in any type of relationship. Yeah. Work, friends, romantic. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a great episode. I liked it a lot. Thanks. I did too. Mm-hmm. I really like talking trust. Yeah. Big fat juicy word. Tell us about your thoughts on this episode. Tell us your experiences with yeah. trust. We'd love to hear it. Have you had to overcome big obstacles i mean you don't have to get super super small yeah (laughs) but it's it's interesting to know how other people have faced issues i mean even as big as infidelity a Mm -hmm. lot of couples move past that oh yeah and then i understand it i've personally never done that but that's probably the people i was with weren't interested in you know being a faithful Mm -hmm. monogamous relationship so, but I understand that other couples do and, you know, sometimes little things fracture and moments of poor judgment and poor decisions set in and sometimes things happen and it's like you can totally go backwards and undo. Oftentimes that's, you know, years in when certain aspects of the relationship have gotten, I'll say sloppy. Yeah. Uh, or taken for granted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you haven't continuously worked on things. So I think that's why we talk about a lot of the things we do because it's my goal to live very intentional in all of my relationships and to continue to grow the muscles to build them to be healthy. I, I mean, we all want to avoid pain. Yeah, we want to avoid suffering. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not the type of person that looks to squash the pain with drugs or no. alcohol mm-hmm. or sex or being on dating apps all the time you know what I mean constantly having to dm or text message women or get laid every other day it's like that's not a way to heal your pain it's not the solution (laughs) for me it's just it's much more deeper more deeper that was bad English that's Miley English (laughs) for me it's just much deeper it's more it's more soulful it's more intentional I want to do things that feel meaningful it is I want to do things that feel really really good and at the end of the day I feel good about myself as a person that I was the best version of me to anyone I came into contact with and if I wasn't maybe I need to make an amends maybe I need to make an amends to myself for you know maybe I did something to myself or maybe I maybe I ignored my own boundaries or just honoring yourself yeah maybe I stepped out of my own integrity for a moment with something and it's like oh damn I did that I need to be, I'm going to be Let's better about again. that next yeah. time. And like, I'll journal it. I'll write mm-hmm. it down. I'll write myself a note. I write, there's notes all over this conduct. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's reflective. It's look back 
every day and kind of go, what did I like about today? Is there anything that made me feel weird? Do I feel icky about mm-hmm. anything? Is anything nagging me? And moving past that, like letting myself, giving myself the grace and saying, I can do better. Yeah. And, and making I a can plan and I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. It's beautiful. Thank Very you. well said. Thank you. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Love you. Love you, too. And as a final note, if you would be so kind to give us a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it is truly helpful to our little show. And if you found this episode helpful to you, please share it on social media or with a loved one. You can find and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Woman Get In. And you can find me, Miley, at Dr. Smiley Miley. And I, Mandy, am at MandyPants15 on Instagram. Thanks so much, friends. We'll see you next week. Thank you.